All right, welcome back to Marketing Monday. I am your host, Adam Huber, and Shelly. And Shelly. And Shelly. Shelly and I. Thanks for including me today. <laughs> Did I forget you last week? Sometimes. It's I, kind of an afterthought. I'm sorry. You're not an afterthought. Thanks. You're the best thought. <laughs> you're the forethought. Aww, you're so, <laughs> uh, so Marketing Monday, for those guys who do not know, is a, a thing that a little place called The Bakery used to have. And The Bakery was an entrepreneur slash co-working space. And they used to do this thing every Monday called Marketing Monday. Marketing Monday in that sense was more of a round table type situation where people would just come. They would have uh, marketing issues that we would just all kind of like give our two cents on. Well, Shelly and I really wanted to get back into the whole entrepreneurial community and ask questions, learn from people, answer questions that they're wanting more information on. And so we decided, you know what, we should just do Marketing Monday again, but do it in podcast form and bring people on who are having trouble or have marketing questions and bring people on who are very well versed at marketing and learn from them as well. So today we have Media by JP. Jeff Pickett. Jeff and I uh, have known each other for a little while now, probably second year of my detailing business, I yeah, think. So yeah. I don't know how many years that is, three years now. Yep, yep, that's all right. And um, yeah, super excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about Media by JP and uh, how it came to be. Tell us a little bit about Jeff. Sure. So aged myself here, but many years ago, the story goes, I, I watched this movie with Tom Hanks called Nothing in Common. Mm. And uh, it's about uh, Tom Hanks, who's this advertising executive, and he has these problems with his dad, but that's kind of a side side plot. But uh, I fell in love with advertising, watching that movie, and uh, basically what I remember the most from that movie is that I felt like he really did a great job of putting himself into the the seat of the customer. Mm. And so that kind of kicked off my marketing career, my mindset around it. So throughout my years, I've had various positions and I've always tried to keep that in mind that whenever you're marketing, you need to think like your audience and that's where you're going to find success too often. I had uh, bosses who hopefully won't be watching us who, <laughs> who would basically do the exact opposite. They would uh, come up with a product and say, well, we like it. So that must mean everybody else is going to like it, which mm-hmm. is a uh, a major myth. Don't do that, people. <laughs> and uh, so about three years ago, um, I had I had left well, a little bit longer than that. I used to be uh, in marketing at Avera, and I stepped down and said, it's time for me to do something on my own. And I was looking around, and I uh, did some videos for some friends and a couple of businesses. And then they said, hey, we want to pay you. And I said, hey, I, I want you to pay me too. <laughs> And, uh, and so we started and, um, yeah, last year, well, the first, the first year was kind of a half year. We did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was going to be tough. I spent more money than I made. And then the second year things really blew up, which was last year. And then this year we've already beat, uh, last year's numbers, Awesome, which is sweet. Wow. Um, I haven't hit my goal, but I did, I, I set a pretty lofty goal, not quite there and getting close. Um, but I still count it as a huge success because a lot of the clients that we serve have come back into year two and it's, it's not work to me. It really isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, editing video gets to be a little bit of a grind. (laughs) Um, but it's a labor of love. Do you use Premiere Pro? No, no. No? I'm a Mac fanboy all the way through and through. Final Cut? Final Cut. I just started... Um, this is a real quick aside and I'm sorry, but uh, You're fine. this You're happens. You're going to have to help with the technical stuff on okay. this fancy bag. <laughs> um, the, so I, I played around with Final Cut a little bit, got pretty decent at it. Yeah. And then, um, with Clarity Coat, Justin had used Premiere Pro quite a bit. So, sure. you know, we transitioned over that and I had no problems with wanting to do Premiere Pro because I know there's like a lot of capabilities oh, yeah. inside yeah. of Premiere that you can do. And man. I would, I would, I would just suggest to you just try, give it a ride sometime. It looks very intimidating, but man, some of the stuff you can do with it is. I look at the speed function. I think what I've, what I've heard a lot with Apple products is the the software just syncs better. So, and I'm such a an Apple user that I think the speed component is probably what would always hold me back because the Final Cut. At times can be kind of slow, but I've always heard the Adobe products, you know, bog down even that much more. See, so. and man, we're getting off, off the rails, <laughs> but um, I knew, 
or that's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, but apparently in the last year to year and a half, Adobe did a lot of work on making everything work really well with Max. It's still not as fast as Final Cut. Yeah. But it, I mean, they've like halved it. And Mm, I exported a three minute video yesterday. I have a 2018 MacBook, um, 13 inch. So it's, you know, not necessarily base specs, but still pretty basic. And it only took six minutes with um, quite a few like titles and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. effects in it, so sure. it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. and we'll full 1080. That. So, anyways, just wanted to say um, shout out to Adobe for doing <laughs> I, that work. I can't get to the thing to share it out, so yeah, yeah I'm not the fancy <laughs> to figure it out. Apparently. Um, so, <laughs> Shelly, laughing at me the whole time. No, no, not at all. all. Shelly, go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and ask your first question. Well, so for me, I honestly just, we only met, like, yeah. I mean, oh, I know who you were, and I think you probably knew who I was, sure. but we had never actually, like, met in real life. So mm-hmm. um, when Adam and I were going through figuring out who we wanted to have on next, I was like, you know, I think that's somebody that I'd kind of like to get to know a little bit more, know your yeah. backstory and how you got into it and stuff. So what is your specific specialty like what's your niche in the market Mm. so i i mean last year this time i would have said i mean kind of like my tagline was we provide emotional branding through video um i love to make people cry i really do nice Um, that's a great tagline actually (laughs) i love to make people cry (laughs) the wrong tagline for a gym great tagline for (laughs) because i remember i mean so my my grandparents on my mom's side lived with this ever since i was a kid and we would watch uh, Fantasy Island and Love Boat every Saturday night. <laughs> nice. And uh, I would look over at my grandfather, and he would cry just about every episode. <laughs> and I'm like, I just love that about him. He's just pretty vulnerable. And I can do that, too. If I, th- mm-hmm. I mean, he died in 2000, so I'm going to get weepy on you from that because, you know, I can think about him in a heartbeat and make, it, make the tears pop out. But I love to make people uh, feel alive. I mean, I feel like... We live in this society where there's it's either apathy or anger all the time, and mm-hmm. I, I hate that. And so I want to maybe shift that that diagram around a little bit and make people not only like really like a product or service or person, but just really like feel it. And I think that you know pictures can do that to an extent, but when you can hear music and when you can see someone talk and you can see imagery, um, it just goes to a different place. Like. Uh, over the weekend, my wife and I, we watched on Golden Pond, which is way back, throwback to the 80s or 90s, I think. And there was just some really bad acting in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the imagery and stuff like that, was it was a lot of fun to like, it was very nostalgic, very sentimental. And there was just some parts of that movie, just like, I'm going to choke up. And, you know, I think in, in, when you're able to put that into a video format, you're making people feel... Um, you know, we, we buy because of emotion most of the mm-hmm. time, right? So, so why not help businesses um, really sell the emotion that may be available for their product? So what would you say is your number one goal for your clients then? Is it to help their customers feel? Is it to help them build a community? Is it for them to, I mean, clearly it's probably not to sell. Isn't the number one goal. That's an after effect for you. So what's the number one for you? I think the number one for me is it's the engagement factor. Um, and I think I would say cost goes in that too. So, um, just from my days of working with advertising agencies, I remember, so this is going to again, date me, but (laughs) back in the day (laughs) when they had those, uh, the, the small square hard plastic discs. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget what those are called. Floppy discs. Three, not, not floppy. No, but, three and a half, or what were they called? Yeah. Like three and a half or three something. Three and a half inch disc yeah. or whatever. Man, that's okay. So you guys are going like way, way back. <laughs> yeah, Adam yeah. is way younger than us. Just Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I called <laughs> our ad agency and I said, I need, uh, I need a copy of our logo. Um, and again, this is like AOL early days. Yeah, Email was barely e- out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked them for a copy of the logo and they said, uh, I mean, I got the bill. It was a hundred dollars, and I'm like, "Whoa, what? Are you serious? You're going to charge me hundred dollars for this logo?" And I could go on and on about that, but I just know today. I mean, I've I've done the competitive analysis. Mm-hmm. I mean, for any video out there that you would have an ad agency do, it's going to be twenty, thirty thousand dollars minimum. And I'm like, I know I can do that, and I know I can do may not may not have you know the totally spec'd out professional cameras that that were back then. 
but I know I can do a good job, and I know I can also kind of coach these people along with marketing also. And, uh, and so that's kind of what I built about the business around. But to answer your question, I mean, it's engagement, but it's also you know, kind of coaching them along through the process. This is, we're not going to do it because Jeff thinks we should do it. We're going to do it because let's have this conversation. This is what I think. I want to hear what your input and let's, let's collaborate on this together. So is there a certain kind of business that you, that you feel most comfortable with, like retail or Mm -hmm. service-based businesses, or like, is there a certain um, type of business that you feel does really well with your kind of video? Good question. Um, so yeah, I haven't really found that specific niche because there are quite a few. So, you know, we've done work with wise distributing, uh, quite a bit. So shout out to Eric and those guys. Um, we've worked with, um, Dakota silencer, silencer central. Um, and then we've done a lot of work oddly enough in the dental space. And I say oddly enough, because I've got, I've got a pretty bad dental. I've got (laughs) bad. Thank you, Shelly. No, no, just dentally. Like my parents, we didn't grow up with a lot of cash and Mm -hmm. no braces or whatever, but I have done really well in the dental space. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What's, um, what specifically, um, about that space do they gravitate towards you for? Yeah. Because you're putting emotion into something that's painful. Yeah. Well, it's, (laughs) it's about like, for me, like what I always tell my clients is it's like, and this kind of goes in the story brand that we'll probably get into, but it's talk less about yourself and let others talk about you. And so I kind of go off the whole Amazon philosophy. Like when you go to buy, what do you do? I go to Amazon a lot. and I know other people do too. And I look through and I use Amazon to confirm if this is a good purchase or not by the reviews. So I always tell my clients, we need to go off of that as well. Let's not tell, let's not have you tell your story. Let's have your clients tell your story. And I think through those testimonials, that's where we get the emotion because clients can talk about their teeth or smile, uh, whatever product. And, and again, it's that emotional response that you can get out of people if yeah. you do it the right way. And so it's really easy in talking with people you're in, you're in front of them or talking, questioning back and forth. And, and I think as you build rapport and as you're able to pull things out of people, they come to trust you. And then pretty soon the tears may, may not always, <laughs> but may start to flow where they're like, you know what, because of Horner Bear Orthodontics, for example, I did a project with them recently. You have people on there just talking about how well that, um, that the orthodontist treated their, their daughter in a way that they never saw before. Mm. And, and when you're able to get those testimonials and, you know, we throw in some really nice B-roll of the staff and how well they treat them and then throw some music in there. You know, the outcome is always going to be a pretty good outcome. Yeah. So do you find that most of your clients are talking about video and kind of marketing? So Mm -hmm. do you find that most of your clients are getting the video more to you specifically for like um, TV kind of stuff? Or is everybody moving more towards digital that they're using your services for? That's a great question. I'll be honest. I just tell people, if you're going to spend money on TV, you're wasting your money because it's just, you're whipping out the shotgun and you're hoping it's going to hit somewhere. And they said, you know, with, with social media, with Facebook, you can target your ads, obviously, if you want Mm -hmm. to, or you can just save a lot of money. So instead of putting all the money into the, uh, the placement costs, maybe put some of that money into the production costs. Um, and so that's what I advocate for my clients is just think a little bit smarter about where you're putting your money in and don't get caught up in, uh, you know, TV stations in the area may charge $200 for recording the ad, which will be substandard, but they'll get you on the placement costs. Right. And they'll have you run it again and again and again and again and again. And I know there are some large companies here in town that I can't say who have used the same uh, commercial for three, almost four years. One in particular comes to mind. And the reason why they probably haven't done a different ad is because it probably costs them a lot of money (laughs) and they just don't want to redo that. So we, we try to be in the midst of it and, you know, giving them some affordable options. So do for me, what I find with marketing, like my, my heart probably always will be, it, it has definitely up to this point, but probably always will be with like the small young entrepreneurs that are just getting up and running. And so for them, like, I think this kind of storytelling and this kind of branding is so stinking important for them mm-hmm. to understand how to add emotion into what they're doing. I mean, now they have to build a brand around themselves, but 
how do you, when you work with or talk to a young, small entrepreneur, how do you give them advice as to like, this is a little way that you can incorporate video into some of your marketing, whether that's through Instagram or through, you know, whether it's even for them, if they can't produce their own video, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's, um, Insta lives or IGTV or, you know, whatever, like, do you have different techniques or tips that you give small entrepreneurs? Sure. Sure. So one of the things that I've used, and it's nothing that I, I mean, it's something I've developed for my business, but it's, it's something that every, you know, decent marketer probably already knows about. And it's just called the creative brief. And it's just a matter of going through probably, I think it's eight questions. Who's your audience? And what do they look like? You know, creating that avatar and then creating content that caters to them. So again, it can't be all about you. So mm-hmm. like, you know, Adam, what he does in the car space, I, I mean, we had a lot of, uh, you know, interaction prior to this and there's a level of interest I have to it, but not near his interest in it. And he knows a lot about it. So he'll bore me to tears. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know all those details. Just tell me what it does for me. How does it improve my life? And that's what we need to talk about. Right. And so too often I find people, especially young startups, who feel like whatever they've got, it's so dang important. That's all we need to talk about. And that's that's where you get caught. Mm-hmm. There was a guy I spoke to a couple of years ago. He's going to come out with a T-shirt company. And, and he figured, if I remember right, he had told me, well, um, P. Diddy has a, a, a line of T-shirts so if he can succeed, then I should be able to succeed that too. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you figure well, that? Well, I mean, it is, I, I boy, mean, it is logical. That's a stretch. I mean, <laughs> that's I'm a like, stretch. so who are you, and why do I want to put your brand on my chest? It, you know, you have to come at this from a different angle. So it's got to be what's in it for the client, and uh, and how's it going to make their life better? Give them some aspirational identity. Yeah, that's um. Boy, I, I, I would have loved to have talked to that person that one time. <laughs> what? You think you're as important as Pete Diddy? <laughs> yeah. um, so what have you found um, currently, like let's just say in the last, in just 2019, since yeah. we are in the last, I didn't even realize this until someone posted it, we're in the last crazy? month of the decade. We are. Isn't that crazy? Oh, of the decade. Of I, the I, yeah. decade. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard that a couple times. We're now, about honestly, to close the book on the last decade. Wow. So in the last year, in mm-hmm. 2019, what have you uh, really been looking at and what have you, uh, what's kind of caught you by surprise? Um, I, I, you know, you, you always want to look at what's the next thing that's out there. I mean, uh, you know, like Facebook and, and Google, they're continuing to innovate and, you know, what's the next Alexa going to look like? And obviously Facebook now, they're advertising a lot with Oculus and, and virtual reality. When will that ever hit my screen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be two years. It could be 10 years because they've been talking about virtual reality for a couple of decades. Um, but what I'm still um, just like going, whoa, this is incredible, is just the increase in the interest level in video. And I, I pulled up some stuff um, from earlier this year, and I looked at it again just recently, and I forget who the source was on the the most recent. But there's just this incredible increase in video. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I'm trying to think of what the product was. Um, and I went to the website and there was no video on there. And it, I was just like appalled. Like, are you kidding me? You want me to make a thousand dollar more purchase, but you're not going to show me, you know what this is. And I grew up in right. Missouri, the show me state, like, don't tell me that this hard drive goes this fast. Sure. It does show me, yeah. give me a test. Right. Um, and I think that's the thing that that um, excites me about what I do, but I still have to look out for what's going to happen because, yep, cameras are, are cheaper. And like I tell clients, you know, any monkey can pick up a camera. My distinction is that I've got, you know, a couple of decades of marketing experience and some savvy and then becoming a certified story brand guide recently. That's just my way to try to up the game and say, I'm not just a videographer. I'm not just a pretty face people. I kind of <laughs> know what I'm doing in this space. Yeah. So let's talk about this and, and let's figure out how we can make it a win. You might be hanging out with Adam too much if we're throwing around the <laughs> pretty faces, pretty faces. Adam kind of thinks his face is pretty. <laughs> just out of, just out of curiosity. Um, What's uh what's your take on vertical video and how it's becoming just more and more and more prevalent? 
I hate vertical video. I mean, <laughs> seriously, my wife will get at her iPhone. I'm like, honey, you got you to gotta turn it this way. She's like, why? I'm like, because you can see more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just a, I love going to the movies. So I don't like vertical video myself. However, with that being said, yeah, just recently I've done two projects that were Instagram specific. Mm. And it, it does make you, like I, I told, um, it's um, uh, Sarah uh, Kurtenbach who has a, a, a new women's ministry in addition to some other stuff she's done. And I told her, I said, thank you for this project because it forced me to um, take my camera and do some different things with it that I would have never thought it could do yeah and, and it can and then going into final cut pro the the editing process is a little bit different but i'm ready to go if people want to do vertical video i don't recommend it because again you can't see as much but um if that's the direction that the world is going then i guess we'll go that way uh so this is a this is a particular problem that i'm I've been contemplating on and something that I've been kind of working through and just as something that I'm thinking about doing that, just throwing it out there as a, as a tip or I don't know, advice, maybe, I don't know. Um, you already have your rig for shooting with your camera. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your mic, you know, whatever. Sure. I have very often thought about and will probably do where you just, and you can buy a Joby attachment now Mm -hmm. where it will give you an adapter for an extra quarter by 20 screw. You have a Joby arm that comes out the side and then you just simply do a vertical video shot with like a GoPro or, you know, your cell phone or something like that. And I'm actually seriously debating on, I'll, I'll have access to two or three different GoPros for various different things that we're going to be doing in the car world, because that's just that, that's just that world is having these multiple different shots Mm -hmm. on something. But anyways, I'm actually very seriously thinking about getting that attachment and then having my GoPro film landscape mode and portrait so that if I, so when I'm editing something, I'll have that landscape for Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else where it's acceptable to have landscape sure. video. Yeah. But then I'll have the portrait as well for something like IG Story. And it's native. It looks good. It's it's there. Yeah. And uh, I just re-downloaded Filmic Pro on mm-hmm. my phone. My God, what a fantastic yeah, yeah. app. I'm That's a little sweet. bit disappointed that they still have not done the what they showed in the Apple event. Oh, yeah, yeah. They need to get on that. It's Be- coming. It, it, well, it's been... That's what they say, right? It's been six months. Right, or, right. well, no, actually, sorry. It's been two or three months now yeah, since yeah, they released the been, 11. Been. Let's go film it, bro. I want to well, be able to record with all the cameras all at the same time. You're saying lots of foreign language to me, and I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Filmic Pro is Filmic an app. and Joby and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, like, so... Okay, I have no clue what you're talking Joby, about. Joby, I'll break it down super quick. Joby is a type of... So like flexible can't, tripod. Flexible tripod. Oh, gotcha. Um, you brand. can wrap it around trees yeah, gotcha. or whatever. Uh, Filmic Pro is just an app that is like about as professional as you can go with video on your phone. So I can dial in like different exposure and focus shots. I can pull focus. I can um, do all these things that you can do with a DSLR and that it's these little cues that when you're watching a video, you're like, how did they do that? That looks really neat and cool that previously you could only do with a DSLR or a real Mm -hmm. high-end camera. You can do it with a phone. You just got to download the right app to do it with. Um, filmic. Yeah. I yep. think I might be downloading yep. them. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated if you don't know what you're doing, but I will absolutely. But I have a great friend, actually maybe two sitting here that could maybe <laughs> just one. give me some. Just one. <laughs> Jeff might become my good friend. But anyways, that's just, that's all just to say that, um, you know, like in Filmic, you yeah. can do a one-to-one re- aspect ratio mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. if you t- decide to do multiple different landscape shots Mm -hmm. you can also do it to where it's just one-to-one so that if you know that this is only going on instagram and you want that one-to-one ratio boom yeah and that's that's one of the things i think in in post that you could do i'm sure that after effects or not after effects but a a premiere probably could i know that final cut final cut pro can do this also yep especially if you're shooting in 4k is i could shoot anything in 4k as long as i frame it correctly i can cut the sides off or vice versa if you're filming specifically for vertical video, you're just really, really limited with that. Right. So, so yeah, if you've got a 4K, 6K higher type of camera, you can absolutely do what you're doing with just, you know, just shooting at one time. But, yeah, if you've got a GoPro, if you've got a couple of iPhones, 
shooting for that format natively is is definitely the best way to go yeah so anyways i was just um because it's just interesting to me that it's such a faux pas mm-hmm. to like do vertical video like it, you i mean just three years ago everyone hated it yeah yeah they're like snapchat stop <clears throat> just stop it just go landscape it. but they didn't yeah and not only does snapchat do it but instagram does it and not only does instagram do it but tiktok I does it i was just gonna it. say yeah. tiktok does too i mean uh, they do like it's funny because like they try to upload old videos in landscape mode and i mean they still do well because of the the, the content is king right mm-hmm, like the actual mm-hmm. message of the video will always win but man it just it seems so out of place on something like tiktok where it's just 90 percent vertical if not 95 percent vertical and then all of a sudden you come across a landscape one it's like what are you what are mm-hmm, you doing mm-hmm. like what is this you know and i suspect with with the advent of and i i didn't get to see that 60 minute youtube uh interview deal that they were talking about um but with the advent of smart tvs and more people are watching more youtube than ever before i consume a, a vast majority of my content especially of youtube on my tv mm-hmm and so I, that's where some of my pushback is with vertical video. I mean, yeah, you can do this little filter where the if you've got a vertical video and the background's kind of blurred to the edges so it looks it, – Right. It's not as vertical. Um, but still, if I'm going to watch a review or interview or like that, personally, I'd much rather would have that horizontal yeah. landscape that we've all seen. Yep. And so I'm kind of curious about where that's going to go down the road. I mean, ultimately, we live in a phone-driven society, so vertical is probably going to be around for a long time. I just think it'd be a smart move for everybody to consider both formats. Right. Don't get rid of one or the other, maybe. Yep. And uh, and see where it goes in a couple of years, unless phones change orientation in the future. <laughs> well, maybe. the foldables are. Yeah. They're they're coming. All right. Well, Shelley. they were already here previously, but. But not foldable screens. Yeah. <laughs> It's All right. like a throwback. You get to you get to ask the next question. Do you have I, a next Well, no, I think honestly, like maybe we should let Jeff ask us a question. Yes. And <laughs> let's do that. Well, I think the question that I've got um, that I would assume a lot of people watching this would have is the the best mechanism to experiment with different social media platforms. And at what point how do you measure that that content engagement? And at what point do you decide, you know what, I know everybody else is on Instagram, but it just doesn't appear to be working for me. So maybe I need to do something different. Like for, Ooh. is there any particular business type that you're thinking of? Well, in general, we'll just kind of throw it out there in general, because I don't want to isolate anybody that might be watching this. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's going to, it'll be different maybe from industry to industry, but maybe just generally speaking, I think a lot of people, as soon as the latest and greatest, like TikTok, you mentioned mm-hmm. that. I've heard that mentioned. Am I doing that? No. Have I done it? No. Will I do it? I I, I don't want to add one more point and in there, you know, I but agree. maybe I have to do it. I mean, I think for a lot of people, my, my two cents again, like my my niche will always be like young, small female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, most likely. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, like for me, I think the number one answer to that question is, first of all, your customer avatar. Like I believe so strongly in knowing who your customer is and knowing their story, period. Like, and then you just focus from there and you can able, you can widen it out more and more and more. Right. So Mm -hmm. like for me, when I owned Elegant Mommy, like I had a really good idea who my particular customer was and just through conversations with them and engagements with them, I could very easily tell what kind of percentage mm-hmm. of those people were on Facebook, what kind of percentage was on Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even just for people asking how we do things, that in and of itself lent it to me. I think the other thing that's really important to understand or to be able to get a gauge around that is for people to understand what their goal is. Like, mm-hmm. so if your goal is to sell a bunch of shit, then you have a very different goal or have a very different medium of being able to hit those people versus somebody who's trying to build a community and wants fewer, more valuable interactions versus somebody who doesn't really give a crap about the value of the interactions. They just want to hit it, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So I think those two things are incredibly important. And then as far as being able to measure it, I think that person has to have, or that business has to have a particular goal in mind. And so Mm -hmm. the small ones that I've met with recently, 
you know, we've talked about, yeah, you didn't hit your sales goal. Like as all of these small businesses are coming off of small business Saturday and mm -hmm. that whole weekend, right? I've heard from lots of them, well, we didn't hit our sales number. And my pushback to quite a few of them have been fair, but is that your goal? Mm -hmm. And if that's not your goal, if you're, when you got into this, did you say that the reason I'm doing this is so that I can sell a hundred thousand dollars this year? Or did you get into it to say, I want to make an impact on the community or I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And if that's the case, then how are you serving your customers mm -hmm. and how you serve your customer looks incredibly different based upon what your goal is, right? Like yeah. if your goal is to, to sell X amount, then you better serve your customers by giving them the best deal because that's who your customer is, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going after the deal seeker. You're going after the, the people who are very concerned about price. If you're, if your goal is sales, but if your goal is interactions, if your goal is engagements, if your goal is building a community, that's a very different goal than a sales goal. And you have to look at them. You have to measure that very differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like for me, of course, everybody needs sales, right? Like if you're right. reta in retail, in retail, like of course you need to keep your lights on. Right. But I, it was never our number one goal of this is our sales goal for the day. It mm -hmm. was how many people did you touch? How many people's names did you learn? How many, you know what I mean? Like those yep, yep. kind of interactions. I remember a couple of years ago, well, that's probably five years ago. Well, when did Instagram start? Mm -hmm. Eight, nine years ago, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, it was a couple of years in and I took this course, Nathan Chan, who has a founder magazine, he's out of Australia. So he had this course about, you know, how to grow your Instagram audience. And again, it was a new platform. So I'm thinking, oh, I got to be in on it. And um, I had a different job. And it was just a, let's just, let's just roll the dice. Let's see what happens. So I, I literally, I'm not joking. I got to find it somewhere. I don't even think I own it or sold it or whatever. But I, I literally grew, grew that Instagram following to 13,000 in six months. Wow. Mm. So then when I got there, I mean, my goal is 10,000. Yeah. So I got to 13,000. I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah, what's the goal of this? And, and I realize, and I think this is still a danger that's inherent in social media, is people are oftentimes after the wrong metrics. Because mm -hmm. I had 13,000 people, but what do I do with them? None and, of them are engaging with you, yeah, most likely, what are, at that do point. Do they even care? And then you find out, especially on Instagram, most people, it, it's just about like growing this vague number of followers right. and you get a bunch of spam. I'm like, okay, I just wasted a thousand dollars for the course and six months of my wife going, are you on your phone again? Right. And like, what am I going to get for this? Cause again, if I wanted to launch this into a course, maybe it would go somewhere. And we, we made that attempt, but again, the engagement, uh, was not, I wasn't, I was going for that, but I wasn't. Right. And it was all about that number because thinking, oh, I got a big number. That must make me a, a big fish in a small pond. And it didn't flop. So I identified totally with what you're saying. You have to have the right metric. And yeah, it's got to lead to sales eventually. Right. But you've got to be authentic about doing that. Right. And I think that's a huge keyword. Like I... I very, very much believe that if you have the right metrics and you're talking to the right people and you're treating them right, mm -hmm. then the sales naturally yep. follow after that. Yep. yep. So I think this is where you probably are doing a really good thing when you're serving your customers right now, which is you take the time to ask them, well, who is your customer? Let's, mm -hmm. let's really dial this in and get it figured out. What's their age, you know, and everything like that. Along with that, um, I imagine that you figure out, okay, if you're this person in South Dakota, where are you on, how are they finding out about your business and, and, or where are they at? Sure. And for me, when I had AHD, I found a lot of success on Facebook and Snapchat, mm -hmm. not so much on Instagram. Like it just, it just didn't. Mm. Um, and, and most of the people that I talked to that were car guys or, um, just the people that I was talking to, they were on Facebook or they were on Snapchat. They, they didn't, they did not do or interact the same way on Instagram. They just mm -hmm. didn't, mm -hmm. it just didn't have the same amount of, um, engagement and everything like that. So then I think it comes down to a question of, for me anyways, what is your, um, resources that you have to be able to pour into all these other ancillary 
social medias. So we identify two, three key places that this is where your customer's at. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say Google, Facebook, and Instagram, whatever the three that you want to use. And say, um, we're positive that your customers are here. But if you have extra resources, time, energy, whatever, it doesn't hurt to mm-hmm. then distribute over these other ones but you have to have the resources and you have to have the energy to do it sure don't spend a lot of time on it to only do five ten percent on there mm-hmm. but and then just like shelly and and you both were saying what is the thing that we care about mm-hmm. if the key is sales and everything like that well that looks very different than meaningful engagement on the social media that you actually care about um all of that all of that being said you know if you have the resources and the energy and time it doesn't hurt anything to dive into Snapchat, TikTok, or whatever um, extra social media there is and just say, okay, you know, uh, we know for sure 100% that TikTok is way too young for the age group that you're going after. Let's just say, let's just take dentistry, for example. Mm-hmm. The core people on TikTok right now are um, late late teens or uh mid to mid 20s mm-hmm. in there something like that but it's aging up pretty fast sure um there i was really surprised when i downloaded it a year ago it, i mean i felt so dirty because it was like <laughs> it's all 13 year old girls it was oh, like yeah, 13 year old girls so like <laughs> 16 year old girls that's why I stayed away from it <laughs> but now when i downloaded it here a little a little while ago a couple of weeks ago and you're sc- scrolling through there you're seeing um 30 year old people posting videos saying hey who else is on here that's older because i'm feeling a little like i'm getting dms from 15 year old boys you know (laughs) type of thing and so it's just like snapchat did it's aging up really quickly and a lot faster than what i um what i thought it was going to Mm -hmm. and the only reason why um i'll hit on tiktok just a little bit more than probably than i would have earlier i think you would actually be very intrigued by it at this point in time because there's if you're heavy into video yeah there's a there's a really key element in being creative in how you shoot video on there sure. to become popular and to pull something off there's when i watch it because i have a very basic sense of like video editing and like composition and everything mm-hmm. like that i'm watching and i'm like man they must have spent an ass load of time <laughs> figuring out all these different shots and like yeah. to pull it off because yeah. I mean, it's almost on the level of like um, YouTube. Um, what was the seven-second um, social media that I always forget? Um, you could post a video, but like it was seven seconds. Oh, uh, well, it's like a uh, what do they call it? A bumper ad? No, there was a social media that went away here a little while ago. That it, it, it all it was was just like seven uh, or ten second videos or something like that. Super, super short content. Um, I can't remember. I can never remember can, what the yeah, name of it is. It sounds familiar, but I don't know the name. Um, it's a lot like, I mean, there was people on there that blew up. Like, they are still to this day, they took those same skill sets and then transferred over to YouTube or Snapchat or Instagram, whatever. And they're still doing well because they took those same skills that they had to put into creating creating content and putting that on other social medias. It's just longer yep. form. But um, download it. Check it out. I have to do um, that. You'll still feel somewhat dirty every once in a while. Like that's just <laughs> just the way that it is on TikTok. I mean, as right long now. as you're not friending my daughter, I'm probably. <laughs> I, I have a profile. If your just... name shows up in her DM. Now, <laughs> we are having some. Well, I, would, <laughs> I would hope so. No, there's but, a there's a uh, a YouTuber. He's the 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 largest um, animal trainer YouTuber out there. His name is Zach George. He's got uh, one and a half to two million followers. And just recently, I noticed on his videos, he's been talking about following him over on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I thought, initially, when I heard mm-hmm. that, I thought, isn't that where the, the teenage girls hang out? Yep. But, yeah, to, to your point, it's just like uh, grandmas jumping on Facebook because that's where their grandkids are hanging yep. out. Right. I bet we'll probably see that with TikTok, too. So just to wrap up that whole point, um, again, comes down to resources more than anything else. If if their budget is just, say, like $1,000 or whatever a month or mm-hmm. – you know, they've only got four hours in the day that they can spend doing whatever on these different social medias. I still don't think it's a bad idea to spend, say, okay, for 15 minutes, just go on um, whatever one mm-hmm. um, that we know that our audience isn't quite there, but um, spend a little bit of time doing these specific key things. 
um, and go from there. And that's just a, that's just kind of my personal opinion because then you've got your other 70 to 80% yeah. of what you know is working and then spending a lot of your time on it. And that's making your money. You're hitting your key metrics yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Experiment a little bit. Yeah. See where it's going. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of keeps you on your toes on like what's, that's the only reason why I brought up vertical video. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it just seems like it's becoming more and more prevalent. Mm-hmm. And then you see this stuff and you're like, okay, how would I pull off this shot? Mm-hmm. If it was, if this was vertical, you know, that type right. of thing. Um, so what's, uh, that's interesting. what else? Did you have another question? Um, yeah, I just think that the whole experimentation, I just see so many people who feel like they got to keep up with the Joneses and they end up just making those wrong decisions. And, um, I just don't, I don't want to be one of those people. Oh, I got to like, put my money. Like when it comes to your business, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to. Well, I mean, you. Time is so valuable. Yeah. You're probably yeah. operating on a very limited amount of time. Right. And so it's like, again, like I said, resources. So then it comes down to, do you, would you ever see the value in hiring someone mm-hmm. to then take over these kinds of things? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, how does that look to you? If, if you're obviously you're doing very well, right? Mm-hmm. You're killing it. Your, your customers are finding you and everything like that. So then it's kind of like, okay, well, I mean, what matters to you? Does it matter that, do you want to grow it more? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I've only got 12 hours in the day. Like right, right. that's it. So do I need to hire someone to do yeah. the social media that is very like-minded like I am and will, I know will do the things that I want them to do. Um, and I'm I'm really sorry if I'm dominating this conversation. Something it's something not unusual. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> something that I've I've found. Um, so Twitch. Yep. Twitch. I would wonder if that wouldn't be a little bit of time worth spending on your end because mm-hmm. you're obviously comfortable podcasting. You mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. it for a little bit. Well, yep. You did it for a little bit. Yep. So you're obviously comfortable talking with people, speaking into a microphone. You know all of that. Sure. Something that I am fascinated that more people do not do because i think people would just the money would come in droves and you would get so much engagement out of it and i would literally pay peter mckinnon and casey neistat hundreds of dollars i would literally do this if they sat on twitch and they took a clip and they're like this is a clip that i shot for this reason i'm going to edit it and then you guys just give me feedback while i'm while i'm editing Mm -hmm. would pay so much freaking money for that because it would be so interesting you'd be sitting there watching them make decisions in real time oh, like yeah. why be... did i cut it here and and in that mm. in that case that is totally passive for you mm-hmm. you just have your computer sitting there streaming on your screen right yep. you just have all of your audio equipment set up and then it's like okay well you know i decided that i didn't need these extra five minutes here because we're already telling the story in this other two minutes right here. And, you know, I want to put a little transition in here so that it kind of speeds it up. I'm going to do a speed ramp right here, whatever. Like, I think that people would just look at that and be like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Like, and if I get better at premiere, like I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to sit there, just have Twitch up and be like, Hey, I'm editing a video. I think that in particular, like, I don't know your personality that well, obviously, because we haven't hung out a whole lot. I know your personality very well. (laughs) I think for a personality like yours, I can totally see you doing something like that because you don't give a F about what anybody else thinks for them. At least... I care about what you think. I know you do. (laughs) And Jess. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! No. Okay. It's Jess's first day back at work. She dropped little Jonathan off today, so she's... She's not watching. That's why you She's feel safe saying this. She's saying. Yes. I know I got a text from her earlier. Oh, did you? <laughs> anyway. Um, but I can totally see you being comfortable doing something like that because you have an incredibly strong personality where yeah. you are like, this is why I'm doing it. And I know this is right. And you're incredibly confident in your decisions. And I mean, you're certainly willing to take feedback from other people and you you're a learner and you're constantly learning new things but you're also very confident when you make a decision and so again i have no Mm -hmm. idea i could see where that might not be a fantastic idea for some people if you are Mm -hmm. not confident in how and why or if you do something and then you redo it again later or if you're going to read people's comments and be like oh everybody hates me (laughs) like that's gonna is not yeah so i think 
to preface that like that's something that whoever is doing that would need to be very yep. understanding of what that would look like or yep. they're gonna have to do a lot of editing and not do it live well yep. the, the problem with social media is uh we have this avatar that we create and we feel like it enables us to say anything to anybody that we want to mm-hmm. so in the comments you can only imagine doesn't care who it would be why the hell did you do that why did you do this well you should have done that yeah you almost have to have the comments turned off and just say this is what I'm doing. This is yep. how I'm thinking. If you subscribe to how I think, great. You're going to love the show. And if you don't like what I do, then just unsubscribe now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, and thank you for bringing that up because I think that is a very valid point is that, um, you know, just like anything else in this world, if you're a really strong writer, then, uh, do blog posts and everything like that. Right. If you're not great at video, then don't do video. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if you're not open to criticism, um, from other people, if you don't take it well, well, then it doesn't matter what you're doing. You you just got to put it out there, and right. then just be like, or write it on anonymously, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I didn't I didn't make that, and then just make the money on the side. But you would. I'm going back to authenticity and audience and engagement. I think something like that. You would polarize, just like the Cybertruck. Love that mm-hmm. boy. But you would polarize people one way or the other. And again, I think you would have to be strong enough to go again. I'm going to tell people this is what I do in my editing, and if you don't like it, then just leave now. Yep. This community is for people who want to support each other. I mean, there's different ways around that, but I but I think something like that, what you're suggesting, if you had a good enough personality, you could stomach mm-hmm. the comments. Yeah, because, I mean, I, the immediately people are going to go into – why are you using Final Cut? Why aren't you using Premiere yeah, Pro right, or DaVinci? Right. Right. You know, Why'd you I shoot this on that camera? That yeah. for – I mean, I would challenge you a little bit on that. I normally don't challenge. I would challenge him, but I don't challenge you. But <laughs> like, served. I I would challenge you a little bit on that. Like, I don't think there's enough people who want to be challenged. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I find it difficult a lot of times lately when people are like, well, if you don't think like me, get out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there really needs to be more, like, open communication and less talking at people and more talking with, with people, people so like that, that we can learn how to communicate better with people in situations like that. So... Well, I don't I don't think that somebody shouldn't do something like this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they should turn the comments off, honestly. I think mm-hmm. that they should. Now, of course, if you have a troll who's just being a jerk, like yeah. that's okay. a whole different issue. There's a reason a block button exists. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but for the majority of people, I think some people don't know how to communicate well. Mm-hmm. And we as entrepreneurs or as business owners we have to be able to communicate with people on our business pages, whether that's in whatever social media it's mm-hmm. on, we can't just kick them off. And so we have to be able to learn how to communicate with them in a way that is going to accept their or acknowledge mm-hmm. their feelings and where they're coming from and why they feel that way. But at the same time, be confident enough in ourselves to say, we can agree to disagree here. Mm-hmm. And this is why I do things this way. That's fantastic that you're doing them this way. We'd love to have you continue being a part of our I'd community. Love to- I'd yep. love to see your special coming up too, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I can comment on yours. Absolutely, and that's yeah. the. But I think they're they're just in business in general. Like it's kind of a hot button for me if you can't tell. But I just mm-hmm. think in business and in community in general, like there needs to be more talking with people and yeah. less talking at them. Don't exclude them just because they think differently than you. Yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I find that that's a. I mean, really, that's a whole another subject that we could easily go down to down, but. Yeah, I I've always found it really interesting that just because you use Final Cut, I use Premiere. Like you're an idiot. Yeah. Like we're already. I don't right. need to talk to you anymore. Like <laughs> what? Like come on. Like right, I right. could easily learn so much from right anybody. Um, but depending on how that was worded on social media, that that's the point that I'm getting at you know, here. Like you two can sit here and have this conversation, yep. but if you were doing a Twitch video and you were commenting and saying why are you choosing to use Premiere here instead of Final Cut or, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it could be because you don't have that tone, right? Yep. Yep. And so we don't know how to communicate with people who seem to have a differing opinion from us. We automatically think it's defensive. Not always, but mm-hmm. sometimes you automatically think it's defensive when that really isn't the intent at all. Yep. Yeah. No, That's and true. that is absolutely true. And, and this is actually something that I found really interesting in the current um, venture that I'm doing is that, so we're on a much more global scale. Everywhere else globally uses voice text mm-hmm. like they yeah, use we were voice talking about this yeah they use voice mm-hmm. memos so that because it's much more personal you yeah. can tell inflections and everything oh, yeah. like that in the u.s you do not do that like mm-hmm. it i mean and it's funny because it annoys me when people do it to me but then you brought it up a couple weeks ago and i'm like 
it's actually a really interesting point. Like, why why does this annoy me when I have to sit and listen? And you know, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, globally it's a more accepted thing because you can you can decipher more information. You get more data points mm-hmm. when you're oh, yeah. when you have a voice message versus just words. But on the other hand, I will also say that reading comprehension on social media is absolutely abysmal. <laughs> I mean, it is rock bottom. Yeah. And I, I'm guilty of it sometimes too. But normally, if I don't understand something correctly on social media and I just responded to it, like just had a knee-jerk reaction, I'd be like, listen, that's my bad. <laughs> I'm really sorry about it. And I'll just leave it there so everyone knows like I was being a right idiot to right and like but like it amazes me to no end that when you're asking a technical question on a small business group or on the detailing groups that i'm a part of people read maybe two sentences if uh-huh, that right. and then they just dive in with their opinion and it's like there is 90 percent of you didn't read this entire right. post and like even if you try to preface it saying this is a technical post. Please read everything before commenting. Like, pff, no, that doesn't work. Um, what are we at for time, Shelly? I feel like yeah, it, so it's, it's, it's flown it's, by. It has. It's Jeff's time to... Oh, we're already time's up? Yeah, we're actually a little bit over. Oh, wow. Okay, well, Jeff, um, <laughs> selfless plug. Spit, spit us some where we can find you at. Uh, well, my, my basic channels I just use, really, my website, Facebook... What is your website? It's mediabyjp.com. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, Where's your uh, Facebook? Facebook is at mediabyjp. <laughs> <laughs> mediabyjp. Yep. Instagram? No? Yeah. 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 I'm on there. Mediabyjp, okay. not as much. Clearly doesn't post stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. I, I'll have to look into... Uh, TikTok, TikTok will be uh, your mediabyjp? Yeah. All right. Probably so. Awesome. I'm, I, I'm, I'm no mean to like hammer you on it. No, I just think good. like you it's would good. actually find it really it's interesting. Worth looking into. Uh, but anyways, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining in. I really appreciate it. Jeff, thank you so much for stopping it's in. A it's been fun. a pleasure talking to you. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the day and the great rest of the week. Thanks, guys.